Hello, coffee lovers. JR with Third Day Coffee Seguin, and we are about to hit episode three uh, of our God Country Coffee podcast. And if you can hear me and the volume sounds good, uh, put something in the comments. Uh, there's a link also uh, if you're not if you haven't already given Streamyard permission. Uh, there's a little link there you can click on it, and it will take you to um, the Streamyard Facebook page where you can agree so that that I can see your who it's coming from. Otherwise, it just shows up as a comment, and and I don't know who you are. So, uh, but uh, if somebody will please let me know how the volume is, uh, and uh, and then I'm going to bring Ashley on here in just a second. Um, again, I want to. Uh, give thanks to God for just all the things that he's just been doing in our, in our business. And, um, I'm actually gonna, hi, Teresa. Can you hear me? Is the volume? Okay. Okay. Chris. All right. Thank you. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring, uh, Ashley on and then we're going to, we're going to just, we're going to light the fires on this bad boy. All right. Ashley, you with me? I'm here. All right. Perfect. Uh, Ryan Hunt, thank you for this awesome We the People hat. Uh, you know, part of the Pando Commando, whatever that thing is, it's awesome. Yeah, I love the hat. I've already gotten. I, I didn't even pay attention. I usually wear my prey hat from uh, JD Tyranny, uh, and uh, and I didn't even pay attention yesterday. I was wearing it, and people were, "Hey, that's where did you get that hat?" And I'm like, "Well, let me tell you." So anyway, thanks for that. Um, Ashley, thanks for taking the time. Uh, I was going to hold you out until I got my, my preliminaries done, but I'd rather not because you're a man of God too. And uh, I do the same uh, all the time anyway. Uh, and so we're, I'm going to start out with uh, with something significant with God. And um, years ago, I belonged to an organization and a friend of mine gave me this book and it's called The American Patriots Almanac. And it's really cool because it's got, uh, it has, it's, set up by date, by date of the year. And so every day of the year, it's got something in it. And uh, I'm not going to read December 18th or whatever, whatever it is. I think it's the 18th. Uh, I'm going to read January 14th, and I'm going to do it for a reason because I think it's just so important. Uh, and so uh, this is about General Jordan Washington, and it's about a quarter named Isaac Potts. And uh, in the... Uh, in the year of 1777 to 1778, the Patriots Army camped at Valley Forge. George Washington shared the hardship suffered by his men. He spent much of his time rounding up food, begging the Continental Congress for supplies, and bolstering the uh, spirit. And, uh, his from disintegrating. Tradition holds that one called Isaac Potts, a Quaker farmer who lived near Valley Forge, was walking through the woods when he heard a low, solemn voice. Stealing quietly in the, his direction, he found a riderless horse tied to a sapling. The farmer creeped near and through the trees and saw the lone man on his knees in the snow. It was General Washington. Tears marked his face as he bowed his head and asked God to look after his men. At home that evening, the farmer told his wife of the encounter. All will be well, Martha, he said. If there is anyone the Lord will listen to, it is this brave man. I have seen General Washington on his knees. 
our independence is certain. And uh, I think that's just a that's one of my favorite. I've heard that whole book, uh, several times. One of my favorite excerpts uh, uh, from that from that book. And so uh, Washington was a rock star. You know, he he could have he could have done whatever. He could have stayed president for uh, for life, and he didn't. So anyway. <laughs> I'm going to introduce my guest is Ashley Williams of Legacy Farms Coffee. Um, I'll and then the rest of this. Well, actually, before we get to that, I want to talk about my gift bag because we have five left. And so what you see here is a, a 12 ounce bag of our coffee, some of our stickers. You get a coffee cup. Uh, there's some cookies. And um, I'm going to open the coffee so you can see what it is. And uh, then we'll pack it back up. But if you get with me before midnight, you'll get you'll get this by Christmas. And so you're gonna get some of our stickers, right? Some of our swag. These come out of Houston, and um, one of my Marine Corps brothers. And I wasn't in the Marines; I was in the Navy. But he's still my brother. And then uh, actually, my mentor right here on 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 my right, but he's probably somewhere. And these are brand new here from uh, the Central Bank of Honduras. And I, how much are they worth, Ashley? In real four cents. Four cents. Four cents. cents. <laughs> but I put a, a a scripture on every one of them, and so that's just a little a little something there for you. Uh, these are the canteen cups. They say "God, Country, Coffee" on one side. They have our logo on the other. They come with a couple of these. Dark chocolate Milano cookies. Um, if you've ever ordered coffee from us, get one of these little tags. And what it says on it, uh, these came from Thomas Myback. He's a friend of mine from work. He's a Christian, good man. And it's and uh, he he found these at two pennies with a cross notched out of them. And uh, the little paper says, "One to bless you and one to bless another." So the idea is, when you order coffee from you, get one of these, you cut that string, you put one in your pocket, and then you give one to somebody. Because you never know, you know, when somebody needs something, and it may be a simple kind act. Um, these are the Christmas cookies. Uh, although I probably use one for a keychain when we're all done. These are hand stamped and finished by a lady in Colorado. Um, and I'm not going to botch her. I'll, I'll put her stuff in the notes later. But it's a God Country coffee. Um, uh, and, and the bag that comes with it says, We the People. And then uh, my daughter, Catherine, uh, Catherine Austin-Mocker, uh, she's got one of those machines. And you can't really see this. Before. The logo is actually embossed, and there's a border embossed, and the Made in America is all embossed also. And so it's really cool. And I'll actually personally sign these on the back of them for you. And then, of course, you get some of the best coffee this side of heaven to go with it. Yeah. Uh, and just so you know, this coffee comes from this man that is on the show with me today. So uh, he knows all about good coffee, and uh, he's been kind enough to teach me all that I've asked him about. And so, uh, without further ado, Farmers Coffee, uh, Ashley. I was glad to be here tonight. Uh, I appreciate you saying I, I taught you what I know. That took about ten minutes to tell y'all I know, but. <laughs> We, uh, we learned by trial and error is the biggest way that we learned. Um, we dumped out 3,000 pounds of coffee this year because uh, we tried something different and it didn't work. And so uh, we, uh, 
we do a lot of experiments and, and most of the time it works out pretty well. And uh, I think we have pretty good coffee and we have a really great farm. Uh, we've got a great group of people and uh, we've been trying to put some projects out. And the guy told me the other day, he said, you, you give me a $500 deposit and then we'll hold this piece of land for you that you're going to do your library and church on. And then a couple of days later, you send me a check for 500 bucks. And so I'm like, well, you can't beat that, man. We must be doing something right. And uh, Juan Carlos, we were going to make him a loan the other day for a house. And that sort of fell through the very same day. Somebody called him up. There's a tiny farm for sale. And so we were able to help him buy a farm, you know, with some of the money in our little, we have a tiny bank. It's got like $2,000 in it. And so from a lot of the donations we've gotten this year, we put that together and so, you know, it's not just about coffee, it's about God stuff. And it comes in a lot of shapes, forms, and fashions. And uh, we get to be there for it. So that, that makes a lot of the, the mess we have to deal with sometimes from doing stuff in a foreign country and doing stuff with uh, um, people that aren't as uh, a little shady sometimes. And that's mostly the government people. But uh, all the paperwork, all the stuff you have to do. I've made, I've made numerous comments. It's either easier to get cocaine and drugs into the United States than it is coffee. <laughs> you know, some, it's, it's a 30 day process just for paperwork. And, and just, uh, we've had to send in bad coffee just because if you were to change the number of bags that you're on your paperwork, you know, it would hold up the whole container. So we actually sent in one bag of coffee this year. We were one bag short. So we just drudged up some just uh, whatever you could put in a bag to put it on the container. So the count is 229 bags, you know, so it's just difficult things like that. But then then when things come through, like that piece of land that we are able to get and uh, helping Juan Carlos with the little farm, you know, uh, when we started in mission work, we went out and we handed food bags out and we all came back and patted ourselves on the back. But. Then I got to thinking about it a week after we're home, that food bag's gone. And what have we done? And, and guys like you and I, who, uh, who get into the coffee business, we're guys that sort of run out, knock it in the head, drag it home and eat it kind of guys. And, uh, and that's sort of what I'm, I'm trying to instill in them. They're from this country where they've been sort of taught that you're never going to achieve anything. And, you know, and nobody's actually saying those words, but the deck is stacked against them, obviously. And so rather than give them a food pack, we set them down and have a talk. It's my, what do you want to be when you grow up talk? And Bahidio said, I said, what do you want to be? And he said, well, you know, I've always wanted to be a barber. And, I'm, and my Spanish is horrible. And I said, man, you are 30 feet away from being a barber. And he looked at me like I was insane. And so I run in the house and I go get my clippers because, you know, I get a high-end haircut. And... Uh, and so me and the boys just buzz it, you know, on the, with the blue thing, you know, the blue protector or whatever you call it. So I come out and I give them this wall hair clippers and a pair of scissors. And I'm like, you're a barber, man. And the ladies on the farm that do the sewing, they made them a Velcro thing, you know, whatever that smock is or whatever you put around them when you're cutting their hair. He's got one of those. Got him a Toyota car seat that spins around. And, man, he's barber. You know, and then since then, we've brought him a couple more, but he's running out, knocking it the head, dragging it home and eating it because he's got an extension cord that I would be afraid to plug in. 
but he goes to town after church on Sundays, he goes to town and there's a store, lets him plug in. And he says on the road and a guy will walk up to him, stand there and he stands on a box and then he'll give him a haircut and they just sort of spin around and he makes a dollar. And that's what a haircut costs, one buck. And, uh, you know, they're going out and it's not just about coffee. He, you know, he's able to, you know, go out and make his own living, you know? And so if I die tomorrow, uh, you know, he's got a pretty good job working with me, but now he's got a way to sort of earn a living. Um, and some guy that never bought my coffee before gave me $1,500 to build. And we built a bathroom, a shower and a little tiny room and put a coffee grinder in it for this same guy, Bahidio. Wow. So, I mean, he's able to make a living apart from what I give him, you yeah. know? And so, uh, and I think you got somebody who's called, did you get Santos or did you get Bahidio's coffee? Do you get Finca Osman or Finca? Osman's. Osman? Yeah, uh, no, uh, I think it's Santos. Santos. Santos has worked for me from the beginning. He walked an hour and 45 minutes to work every day, each week. And uh, we got him a bicycle. And uh, so now he's like 40 minutes, you know. He's been one of the most loyal guys. Now, he is the guy that misses more work than anybody else. But, uh, I mean, you just love him to death. And we've helped him, uh, you know, get a couple little tiny farms and get them planted. And, uh, and so I love the coffee aspect of it. But, uh, man, seeing what they can do if they're just given a chance it's just amazing. There's nobody that can work that works harder than those guys. And just to see them take that, that little bit that you give them and, and run with it is in the you know energy to keep us going a lot of times. Yeah. If you've never been to a place that I think Chris made this remark to you when you interviewed him, if you've never been where, where, uh, you know, third world country, so to speak, or underprivileged, uh, we don't see it. We're old in this country, uh, you know, with all the things that we don't have and that we want and that we need, or, you know, that we need. Uh, but let me back up for a second because, you know, I know what you're doing, but I, and I want to get all that out, but I really want you to explain uh, how you got into the coffee business in the first place. And, and I, I know we've talked a little bit about, you know, I know you said you went to Oklahoma Christian uh, and that you and your wife met down there. But talk about that. Talk about uh, before you went to uh, down there for the first time or whatever and how you got down there and then and then how you, you and your wife met. And then and then and then take it from there to, you know, to where you're how you bought. Well, well I'm from Tennessee, so I ain't educated. Uh, <laughs> The one that went to the college and I was uh, I was on a mission trip in Honduras with the church I went to in Tennessee and Julia was on a mission trip from Oklahoma Christian. And so we met there uh, in Honduras, just bumped into each other. Um, but we I, I liked I like doing the mission work. But I tell people I quit my real job July 1994. I've never liked being told what to do. You could have asked my mama that. And so I enjoyed going with the church. It was more organized. But then part of me, uh, I mean, really felt bad in the, in the afternoon when we've been on these houses and they're just poor, man, just so poor. You can't imagine. 
And, and then we go back to the double tree, something or another hotel. And that morning, the guy with the poofy hat uh, is asked me what I wanted for breakfast. And I just said, as a joke, well, steak and eggs. And he's like, okay, how would you like those? And, you know, and he was serious, you know, and so he made me steak and eggs and I ate it because the room was paid for, you know? <laughs> so, uh, and then we go to a, a place where the, these people are lucky to have one meal a day. And uh, I noticed that the chickens were in the house. I'm like, man, this is just filthy. Why don't you let the chickens house? And, and the guy said, We're freezing up a little bit. Somebody might steal them. And, uh, and so it just really made me. Think. Uh, no, I'd said, why did they let the chickens in the house? And the guy said, if they go out, uh-oh, I went out again, didn't I? I think we're, I think you're back on. Did you get any of that? Parts of it. We, uh, you, the guy made. Okay. All right. We were in the house and it was just filthy because the chickens had been in there and I mean, it was just filthy. And I made the comment, why do they let the chickens in the house? And the guy said, you know, somebody will steal them or a dog will kill them. And, and just you just think of a chicken being a chicken. But if you think it in the context that that's two days salary. Uh, you know, and that was back in 1998. And Risa, a couple of years ago, we started a chicken project and a North American was in our house. And they, uh, they asked my son, who was like five. They said, uh, what, do, what do people here eat? And he's like, oh, man, tortillas and cheese and eggs. And I'm like, no, 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 buddy. That's what we eat. I said, but normally, you know, people eat a couple of tortillas, with a little bit of beans on it, you know. And my son, being five, said, well, why don't they eat eggs? And I said, well, they don't have eggs. And he said, well, what do their chickens do? And I'm like, well, they don't have chickens. And I'm like, they should get some chickens, you know. And so I said, well, you know, it takes like two days of working to buy a chicken. And so in his five-year-old wisdom, he said, why don't we give them ours? And I said, well, man, they're your chickens. You know, give them away. And so it, it sort of looked a little cruel that next Saturday because my kids are shoving a live grown chicken into a fertilizer bag and they're handing them out to everybody that got a paycheck, got a chicken. And so I'm like, well, that's great. But now we don't, now daddy don't have no eggs. We so we were going to buy chickens and a Dudley Chancy, he's from Oklahoma Christian. He had been out, he was getting ready to go home. And he said, here's some doll, you know, here's some Limpira, you know, I'm not going to be able to spend them. So do something with it. Well, it was $99. And so we went to buy chickens and the guys, like, how many chickens you want? And I said, well, I need 20. And then said, give me $99 worth of chickens. And so we started a little chicken project. And so the boys would, we killed a lot of chickens because we didn't know anything about chickens. But a lot of chickens died. They were just dying and dying and dying. And so we finally got, you know, the mortality rate down and we started a little chicken project where we would give out chickens and we, you don't think about it much, but an egg is like 15 cents in Honduras. Uh, they're more expensive there than they are here. Uh, and so if you've got a few chickens and you got a few eggs and it's a different type of protein and, um, and so giving somebody half a dozen chickens and then come back in two months and see how they're doing with them. 
Uh, and then if they're doing well with them, you give somebody 30 chickens and they've got a small business and they can, they can do their own. You know, currently we're looking into trying to buy pigs. Uh, pigs are something fairly easy to maintain and they don't run fast. So they don't run far away, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but the whole idea is to leave the place better than we found it. And hopefully if we can teach them how to, to do better for themselves, um, you know, checking accounts, bank accounts are almost unheard of down there. And so once we make sure that they're, once we decide they're going to be a permanent worker, then we go and start them up a bank account, which is like a two day process. You have to have references in order to get a savings account. And, the, and so, uh, you know, from that, we just, we just did little things and then getting some donations. Now we have the, I forget the numbers. Is it 503 C or 501? It's like a nonprofit. Yeah. And so had quite a few donations here lately. You know, so we've been able to start a, a chimney pipe project. Um, the main thing is making sure their houses have good sanitation and that's easy enough to do. You know, that's a five or $600 fix you know, buying them a decent toilet and getting a good latrine dug and making sure it's all covered up. And um, so that's, you know, so we sort of start there. But if I can leave somebody the, or if I can give them the, uh, the potential to, to do for themselves. And so like Juan Carlos, we, uh, we were able to make a loan for this little farm he's got. And it'll take about 900 coffee plants but that's just the start. You know, we're going to have to, you know, we're going to get them the 900 coffee plants and then we're going to help them with the fertilizing and things like that. Um, it's just, and then at that point, then there's another offering on the list. Like that Finca Santos that if he had have sold those two bags of coffee, he would have gotten, I think we figured it was like $190 is what he would have gotten paid. And it's two bags of coffee, but that's his entire farm. That's what his entire farm produced last year was two bags of coffee. And he would have at the meal, he would have gotten paid uh, $180, $190 for it. In Honduras. Yeah, in Honduras. That would have been the U.S. equivalent of what he would have gotten paid for it. And by us, we've got room in our container by us simply bringing it to the States for him. And guys like you are buying it and paying, in a lot of cases, paying more for their coffee than you pay for mine, you know. And, and that's awesome. You know, somebody asked what the cupping score was the other day. I said, it doesn't matter. Just buy the coffee. You know? <laughs> but uh, so, I mean, uh, just amazing things. And these guys actually had a meeting in October about what they're going to do with this money because they, they've never had this kind of money all at one time. And the two bags of coffee that will be sold in the U.S. just for Santos will be almost a year's salary. Whew. And so, you know, they leave my farm and, and they don't go home. I go in and, and time permitting and wife and kids let me, I take a 45 minute nap. And when there's nobody on the farm but me, it can leave, it goes on to two hours sometimes. But I get to go home and take a nap. And these guys just hit the field. They just go into a different coffee field and it just happens to be their own. And so it, it takes very little on my part um, to give these guys a couple bags of fertilizer every once in a while. Um, but like this year uh, for Santos, he doesn't have to pay for anything. And so Anna, who works on my farm, she knows every step of the exporting process. 
And so if I die tomorrow, and I keep bringing that up, I don't know why, uh, but if I die tomorrow, <laughs> she can, it's <laughs> hurting, but uh, she can, she can figure out how to get that coffee to the States. And that's why uh, Brian Beard over at Saturday Morning Coffee, he knows Anna. They have their friends on Facebook. He buys her coffee and um, Santos is going to know you. And so if I die tomorrow, they can contact you. Anna can get the coffee over here and this line will continue. Yeah. So they're, they're not, I don't want somebody to be dependent on me because uh, I may start a butterfly ranch next year. You know, you know, I may not be here, you know, <laughs> but uh, this way they can continue doing it. Uh, Anna has her own solar dryer. We had an experimental solar dryer. And when we decided we got it perfected or as close to perfection as we could get, we built giant ones. And so that little one is perfect for the size crop that she has. And so we moved it to her house. Her husband bought a deep pulper. And so she can do everything in her house now. And then she brings it into my farm to de-hull it and select it because I've got, you know, big tables to work on. But they could, uh, all three of those farmers got together this year, did their own crop. And um, so that's one of the things we're wanting to start is uh, Julia's always, my wife, Julia, has always had the dream of doing a library there. And so uh, you paid the deposit on the land. We're going to figure out uh, between me and God, we're going to figure out how to pay for it next month. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to, within a year, we'll have a library there. And then that library will be a library six days a week. It's going to be a church on Sunday. Uh, Dudley's going to pay for a preacher to come out and, and preach. And so uh, and then also uh, some of the VCOM, the Virginia Tech students come out a couple of times a year and they'll do clinics there. Uh, and so it'll be a multi-purpose building, but we'll have a school teacher that's running the library. She can help with homework. She'll do story hour. My kids always love story hour at the library and they'll have, you know, four or 500 books to choose from. Let me and, ask you something. I'm going to interrupt you just for a second. Uh, what is on the property? What, what do you owe on it? You, you gave a down payment with the money that I sent you for the land. What's, what's the balance on it? Well, the price was 4,000 until they saw me and then they raised it to seven. And, uh, and so we, we got it negotiated to 5,200. Okay. So uh, I'd have to ask Julia how much we have in the bank. It, uh, we had enough until we did the loan for Juan Carlos. Um, but we've got, you know, a month or so to round up the money. Um, it's just a God thing. It, it happens when it happens. And it's, uh, we've sit there for a couple of years and my wife's wanted it. And then all of a sudden, you know, things come together. And so, um, the farm wasn't set up to where it was conducive to have people coming and going on the farm all the time. Uh, there's a lot of, of equipment and a lot of stuff going on. Um, uh, and so this piece of property worked out perfect. Uh, we've wanted it for a few years. It hadn't been for sale. And so uh, it came for sale and it seems like things are sort of falling into place. Uh, I'm going to build a pavilion where we'll be able to start things out, start the ball rolling with just a roof, you know, and then, uh, but I think we probably to finish buying the land, we need probably 3000. And then uh, I've got the money, uh, Julia and I, we're going to do some tithing. And instead of doing that, we're going to, we're going to build a little uh, pavilion. Uh, we're hoping it's going to be like 24 by 60. Uh, we're waiting to see what the concrete prices are. You know, we're hoping that we can do a concrete floor 
and we'll build benches and all that. So I think we've got that part going and that would let us get a church started sooner rather than later. And so it would be a church first. And then as soon as we can get a little building done, we'll start the library. And we just need a secure place to lock the books up every night. And like a 12 by 12 room is all we need. And they can sit in the pavilion and read all day. Uh, sooner we can get, uh, we had somebody donate. Uh, I think Julia said somebody donated a laptop the other day. So we would like to be able for kids to be able to have Wi-Fi and a laptop that they can use um, and then get somebody that knows more about computers to block YouTube videos. Cause that seems to be what all the kids do is just sit around and watch YouTube videos, but we want it to be a learning center and have somebody there. That's a certified teacher that can actually teach and help with things like that. And I'm not sure what it costs to hire a teacher, but uh, you know, we'll get that part figured out. But uh, I'll tell you right now, and I'll do it live so that people can hear and they can hold my feet to the fire. But I'm going to take one of these bags that I bought from you. I don't know which one. Maybe I'll do the one of Anna's or Tonto's, and I'll do some kind of a promotion, and we'll see uh, how much money we can raise uh, just for that project. And uh, I've got a fly in here that's driving me nuts. It's going to be like that fly that landed on, on Trump during the uh, <laughs> during the. Uh, <laughs> They, um, I've but, got a, I got a speck on the screen. I'm, I'm afraid to touch the touch screen or something might happen. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, uh, uh, you know, Connie and I have talked about this and we just love what you guys are doing. Uh, and I'm definitely going to, um, I do some kind of a promotion. I'll figure it out. We'll get together. And, um, and I want to do something like that. Maybe we can do one whole bag where we just do, you know, I don't know, maybe we'll get, $20 a bag of coffee or something crazy like that. But yeah, uh, and we'll donate a whole bag to, to that, to that particular, um, cause you've been more than generous with us. And so, uh, and it, you know, it's, it's, we're supposed to, this is what we're supposed to do. This is what the Bible says we're supposed to do. I'm going to tell you guys something. When I met Ashley and we, here's how I met Ashley. I was back and forth with my and I, and I was frustrated with it, not because of, who I work with or the company I work for just, you know, I've been in some form of obligated service to the government, one form or another since I was 18 years old. And so uh, a couple of years ago, it was really getting wore out. Uh, there's a lot of red tape, you know, everybody who works for the government knows there's a lot of stuff that you go through that is not pleasant always. And so anyway, the company I work for is phenomenal, but, but again, our customer is the federal government. So I was looking for something else. And, uh, you know, everybody's heard me tell this story. I went overseas. I had great coffee. I came back. I tried to make great coffee. Couldn't find it anywhere. Uh, and then I started roasting my own and, and started with uh, uh, Carrie Evans, who gave me a little iRoast uh, electric four-ounce sample roaster, which I still have and I still use sometimes, uh, and went to a, bar a grill and then a barbecue pit and then a big smoker pit. And then, and then now we have our machine, right? And so... Uh, but, but one night, you know, Connie was asking me, well, you know, do you, cause Connie had been, we've been really blessed that Connie uh, had retired from the state and she was getting her full retirement, uh, check every month. And we did the math and we knew we could survive on her retirement check, even if I didn't work where I was working. Cause the company I worked for paid really well for, you know, we work national security. And so, um, they pay us well and the benefits are crazy. Awesome. And so anyway, we were wondering and we did the math and we knew we could handle it. And uh, she said, well, you just need to pray about, it, you know, 
And so I did, and she did. And I asked all my friends and my brothers and sisters uh, at church to pray. And what I came up with is I said, well, I, I know that I want to do something with coffee. I love coffee. But uh, when I got saved after dad died, I really wanted to do something for God. I didn't know what that was going to be. And Ashley popped up on my feed one day. And we belong to a group, mind you. Uh, there's almost 200,000 people in that group. So it's very possible that for 10 years you could mosey around that group and never bump into somebody. And uh, I had been praying for divine appointments. And I, I was working night shift. I got home one morning and I had a message. And usually if I don't have any comments, I delete them because, you know, it's usually some kind of spam or something. And But there was a picture of his sons, and I was like, you know, that's not your normal scam. And so I clicked on it. And I mean, minutes later, I got a message that said hello from Honduras. And that's how Ashley and I met. And so uh, we just kind of a little bit that we, you know, chatted back and forth, and then – uh, he said, if you ever need anything with the coffee, let me know, ask me and I'll help you best I can. And I started having serious issues. When I went to my uh, to my big smoker pit and it is nothing like a commercial coffee roaster that Ashley uses. I want you all to know it is nothing like that. It is a <laughs> Texas 30 inch diameter pipe offset smoker pit for doing brisket. And uh, I videoed it. I did some lives with Ashley so he could see what I had. And he started telling me what to document and what to track. I was started tracking temperatures and times and, you know, color and all this other stuff that I had no idea what I was doing. I was throwing a lot of money. Uh, I was buying everything from coffee bean and paying eight, nine dollars a pound for raw coffee and and burning half of it and throwing half of it out. And and so Ashley got me reeled in uh, on that on that unit. And he doesn't even, he's never roasted with a smoker pit. So, uh, but again, it, we're talking about God things. I mean, God actually gave me the that I needed to fix that problem I was having with that unit. And it just kept leading to other things. And so eventually God, you know, gave us the ability to buy the commercial roaster uh, from us roasters corp in Oklahoma and the day I picked it up, I straight up three more hours to Ashley and I picked up <laughs> coffee. And so uh, you can see it before I had it set up. It was still wrapped in plastic uh, from the factory. And uh, but I just wanted to, you know, for people to understand how we met. And and, you know, we're in the business of coffee. And yes, you, you want roasters. Right? You know, you want to know as many roasters as you can. But, you know, in in a it's so competitive. You could have easily, just, and, and I'm nobody. I was, I was making cooking on a, on a bar <laughs> you know, when you met me and uh, I didn't have any means to do anything else or want to do it or know how to do anything else. And so I think it's really important to understand that God makes, you know, nothing is by chance in his life. Nothing. I don't believe in luck. I don't believe in chance. I believe in God. And uh, he he crossed our path for a reason, and and it's just been amazing um, for me to be able to reach out anytime I have a problem. I had a problem the other night, and, and I called Ashley. Hey, man, I'm having some issues. You know, well, tell me what you're doing. And and so that's invaluable, you know. And you can call it whatever you want. You can call it great customer service. Or, uh, you know, you can. It, to me, it's just divine. 
And so anyway, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I just wanted to explain how, how we met because I think it's so important with all the work that you're doing uh, down in, in Honduras um, that uh, people understand that, you know, we met because because God God willed it. So, uh, but anyway, uh, let's go back to, I, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But, uh, uh, no, no, I, I enjoy, I enjoy hearing the story. Uh, it was yeah. fascinating to me that you were, you were doing uh, like, like a brisket, you know, going from roasting brisket to roasting coffee. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just amazing, you know, but now your, your roaster that you have, you had them design it to where it'll, you can burn wood in it also, can't you? Yes. Uh, they, they specifically, that can was, you do wood? Uh, okay. So I, I use mesquite with all my roast right now. I've had requests to do pecan and some other stuff and that'll come. And then mama doesn't like the smoke. So I have to do hers without any smoke at all, which is how they designed it. They designed it for me to use it that way. Uh, and you know, I might get to a point where, you know, uh, customers ask for that and I don't have a problem with that. You know, it's, uh, but I, I do know that, uh, most of my word of mouth, you know, sales and things like that, people sharing the company has been because of the mesquite flavor, uh, in the, in the coffee. And, uh, in fact, I think Chris Greenfield, he's got 30 roasters on his site. And you're one of them, obviously. And then, you know, 29 others, including myself. And he said that I'm the only fire roasted coffee that he has. And uh, but I'm not really full fire roast, you know, I'm kind of half and half. And so uh, most of the people that I knew that I got the ideas from, they're just completely fire. They just use oak or something like that. And they don't use any propane or anything like that. And so, um you know, that's also uh, interesting, you know, uh, something I'm learning. Uh, but it's just, you know, I I really, I pray about everything. Believe it, I, I pray about every direction of my business. And I just, God, you know, guide me because since we've sat on the couch and Connie looks at me and, she, and she's like, you know, I don't take risks. You know that, right? I go, yeah, I know. Because and you're a risk taker. You've been a risk taker since before we got yeah, I know. And she said, but this is like, this has nothing to do with you or me or what you want to do. God has put all this in front of you and you ha you have to go this direction because if you don't, you know, then we're not going to be in favor of God's favor. And uh, he is truly just this. Actually, I got four people that want white with me now after trying the coffee. And so, uh, you know, January, that's going to be, I mean, I'm going to go that direction. And so uh, I've had too many requests for it <laughs> to say no. Yeah. But it just seems like. Doors are open, you know, for you not to go through. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, that's important for people. The idea was just. Uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I think we got a delay. No, I was just saying, you know, we first started doing our coffee. It was just to sell it in cherry. And then 
some guy on the farm's like, oh, I know how to dry it. And he didn't, but you know, we, it got us, we tried it and we realized what we were doing wrong. And then once it's dry, I as well try to sell it as, you know, and then we started exporting and it just, it just, it kept one door opening, one door opening. And uh, yeah. And it's crazy. You know, we brought Anna's coffee in and I, I told her, I said, you know, I don't know how much money we can get for it. And I don't have any idea if it's even going to be good coffee. And then Saturday morning coffee comes and he says, you know, I'll give you, I think he's like five twenty-five, and I'll for 10 bags of coffee and never ask cup and score, never ask anything. He's like, and so I didn't know what to think. I didn't know what to think. And one bag of that she got paid for her entire farm the year before. And so, you know, just keeps opening. He's opening doors and it's thank you to me container, you know, <laughs> some other guy did that. Yeah. But I had plenty of room, the container. And then uh, people, there's a list of people wanting to buy their coffee, you know, and it's just that that's got nothing to do with me. You know, that's, that's God putting that on people's hearts to support things like that. And we, we get the credit for it a lot of times, but it's, it's not us at all. Yeah. As long as we keep passing that glory on to God, man, that's all that matters. And I think that's why, you know, God bless you and your, and your mission because you are, you have a great mission. Down there. Uh, and people don't understand. They really don't, you know, people, even poor people live a thousand better uh, than, than people down there, you know, especially, I know we've talked about sanitation issues and things like that. And it's just amazing um you know how we take so much for granted over here we just really have no clue um you know and i mean oh no i just yeah like anna anna needed to go to the doctor last year and she said can i have you know monday off to go to the, the doctor and uh she's like now that i i have a job i'm working every day so i'm walking to work she works, walks like 2K to work every day, um, you know, there and back and six days a week. She said, I need to go to the doctor Monday. So she goes to the doctor Monday and uh, just to get permission to go to a doctor. So it's her consult. So then Tuesday, she's in line five o'clock in the morning uh, to see the doctor. And then the doctor takes her word for it that her knee hurts. So then they give her permission to go uh it's like two and a half hour bus ride to go get an x-ray. And then so day four, she takes the x-ray to the doctor. Looks at it and says, yeah, you're And so here's, here's some anti-inflammatory medicine. I think we froze up. Give it and so she gets on the fourth day, she gets a prescription for anti-inflammatory medicine. For four days, she knows why her knee hurts and knows what would solve it. But we're having a little bit of technical difficulty. Can you hear me still? 
you've completely froze up. Well, hang on, folks. We'll see what happens here in just a second. What he was saying is that Anna has to go uh, two hours. There you go. You're back. So you were telling about how Ada has to go two hours to go see the doctor, and he gives her an X-ray uh, after four days, and then she comes back and shows it to the doctor, who says, "Yeah, you know, your knee hurts, and or your knees, you know, whatever." And then, and that's where we that's where we lost you, right? Where you were about to talk about how they give her a prescription. Yeah, and and the prescription was uh, a two month supply was one hundred twenty five dollars. We're having all kinds of. She's missed four days of work, you know, bust all over the country. All right. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yes. All right. <laughs> it's the devil, man. Uh, after, after, after four, <laughs> after four days of wasting her time going to the doctors and all, she gets a prescription for a medicine she can't afford. And uh, I got on eBay, had it sent to a, a buddy over uh, with an APO address at the military base in Honduras. And 10 days later, she had the medicine for 25 bucks for a six month supply. And so we, we just take those things for granted here. You know, in the US, you just run to Walmart and you grab ibuprofen or naproxen or, or whatever you need. And uh, it's, it's just not that way. And to get anything done is, is just uh, is crazy. And to start a business, you'd pay 30% interest to get a loan from a bank. So we're, you know, we have a tiny bank. We don't charge interest, but, uh, you know, we can make a $20 loan or a $50 loan or in Warren Carlos's case, he uh, like $1,900 and he bought a farm and he'll pay us back. It was six or $7 a week uh, for, I, I don't know how long, but, uh, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll get it, get it planted and get them into production and then, you know, in three years, you'll have some Finca Juan Carlos in your in your shop. And so uh, but I enjoy doing that. The Lopez brothers that work for us have both got farms. And so this coming year, they'll you know, they'll have some offerings that uh, and we'll get them cupped and we'll see. They're, they're already uh, they'll, ne next month. They'll have a little bit. And they'll pick it and then I'll come in and process it and we'll cup it in our cupping lab and, and see what it's you know, see what it is. And we'll, uh, and then we'll make the decision whether they should do the rest of their coffee washed or honey, or and it'll probably be washed, and then we'll bring it to the states. So hopefully, hopefully we're earlier next year. The plague messed us up, you know, with uh, with our shipping this year. But hopefully by May or June, something like that, we'll have you know four or five different guys in there, and and these are tiny guys, you know, they're. Not tiny guys, but tiny farms that are third of an acre at best. Anna and her husband, I think, have almost one acre of coffee. Wow! So it's uh, it's just yeah. little things that are you know that are changing. 
I think we still have a good delay between us. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Gives me time to take a drink. Right. Uh, so let's one and the the direction you're going because I'd like for you to talk about your uh, your nonprofit also because um, I mean obviously you know hopefully people that listen to this you know tomorrow next week whatever uh, have an idea of what LF Missions Inc is all about. Well, it's uh, we're hoping that you know now that we have the the nonprofit that uh, we can bring in some more donations and, and all the little projects we've been doing over the last few years down there, we can just grow them and make them bigger. Um, something that I failed at was trying to do a church a couple of years ago. We weren't really, we didn't have everything set up. It didn't go very well. And then when harvest hit again, we had to shut the church down. And uh, so it never really got started back up, but we're, uh, we're, uh, our way with the library to be able to have, um, you know, to have a preacher there every week. Um, hopefully in the next two years, we'd be able to have a full, you know, full-time preacher living there that could really, you know, preaching on the weekends, one thing, but you need somebody you can go to talk to. Every day. Uh, you need, you need, you know, reunions going on all during the week, you know, something going on, especially for the kids, you know, get them on the right track. Uh, you got Kool-Aid kids will come to church, you know? And so you, uh, a lot of times the parents aren't willing to, to quit, but uh, a lot of the kids aren't going. If we have a safe, you know, a Christian atmosphere, we're not going to, the library is going to have Christian based books. And so that's, that's what we're starting to make a list of. You can do something on Amazon is similar to uh, like a wedding registry. And so we're going to start working on a list of books and we're trying to get permission where we could ship them straight to an APO address in Honduras. So you, if you could buy them on Amazon, they would just go straight there. And so once we get our list and we post it there, um, the thing with the donations is we're trying to, we want to be in the high 90% of donations that are giving. I'd like to have at least 90 cents of every dollar actually going to the work. And us being there already means you don't have to pay somebody to go there and do things. Uh, we've already got vehicles and, you know, things like that, concrete mixer in, uh, at our disposal. And so we'll be able to do projects a lot cheaper than, you know, we would have if we didn't have the farm. And so we're focusing on small projects rather than build one house for a family, maybe re repair 20 houses for 20 families. But getting in there, the focus will be on roofs, sanitation. You know, if the house is dry, the sanitation is good, then, you know, you're going to have a healthier family. The stove pipes are a big thing that uh, I disregarded for a long time until we had a clinic. And the doctor said that 80% of the kids that came through the clinic had upper respiratory infections. And it's because we live in the mountains and people tend to put the stove inside the house, where in the cities and the lowlands, they'll put it outside the house. So they're trying to keep the house warm and they're bringing smoke into the house. Mm. And just having that little pipe causes it to create a suction. And so it's actually pulling that smoke up the pipe every time the wind blows. But if they don't have that stove pipe, you know, the wind just blows smoke back into the house. So I'm not sure how that works. It's not super sophisticated, I'm sure. But 
we started putting in some of those. My wife started on uh, Facebook the other uh, couple weeks ago and got like 19 donations for 19 stovepipes. And so uh, I've got a busy week as soon as we get back putting in stovepipes. But there's easily ask- hundreds of houses that, that need that. Uh, I was going to ask you about the, uh, so I know that uh, we've talked about this before from the Amazon account. Uh, if you type, when you go to Amazon, everybody goes to Amazon and buys everything. So if you go, if you type in the search bar, it brings up the Amazon Smile um, site, which is, it's part of Amazon. And what it does, it allows every purchase that you make, a portion of it donated to charity. And you're, you're, 5013C or 5031C or whatever it is, is actually on there because yeah. we have our <laughs> LF Missions Inc. Um, it's LF Missions Inc. and it, it's out of Mountain, Kansas, or is it out of Tennessee, the address? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Right. It's Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, a guy actually donated that to us. Uh, he paid for everything. He came to the farm one day and he said, you need a nonprofit. And I said, well, I need an airplane, but I don't have money for it. And so he called me one night and said, what do you want? He said, what do you want to name your nonprofit? And so he paid for all of it. And so, uh, and it was a little cheaper to do it in Oklahoma than in Kansas. And he's in Oklahoma. So it's, uh, it's LF missions incorporated in Edmond, Oklahoma. And I think it's five or, or six of everything. So every month we get a little statement from Amazon saying how much, uh, how much got donated that month from Amazon. So it's, uh, and we're doing a pipe or two a month. Yeah. It's, it's been great. Uh, and it's a lot of people find us. <laughs> yeah. One of these days, Connie's going to cut me off. And- <laughs> we had to order some stuff and I've, and so now I'm switching over and doing doing more stuff on uh, on Amazon. Just you'll see, you get that little bit back. Yeah. And so, how else can they? Let's talk about how else can somebody who wants to donate to LF Missions Inc. Uh, I'm going to put the it's the LF Missions Inc. dot com or dot org. No, it it's it's LF Missions dot org. And there's a donate button where they can donate money and then we'll send a, you know, a donation letter for their taxes. Um, the goal is that eventually we're going to have a, a set of apartments out on the farm and we can have mission teams come out and do bigger projects. The goal would be to have four clinics a year. Uh, most of the time it's $100, $150 to get the doctors out to the farm and it's about $1,500 for the medicines and everything to see a hundred people in one day. And that that's been their average is a hundred patients a day. So that's, we're going to start putting buttons on there where you could donate to pay off a portion of Juan Carlos's farm or to plant 200 you know, plants in somebody's farm or to fertilize the farm or things like that. It's, it's a work in progress right now because it's uh it's a little overwhelming, you know, the, the willingness of people to donate and it's very humbling. Uh, and it's just hard to believe sometimes, you know, that people want to get behind and, and help people they've never met. They'll probably never meet, you know, but that's odd, you know, 
That's all God. Yeah. God leads. Yeah, I saying. You know, He leads to support things that we probably wouldn't normally do, and uh, I mean, that's kind of how Connie and I got on the on the whole tithing thing. We never did tithe, and, and we did, but it wasn't biblical tithing. And, and we just kept feeling this, like being led. The more money that we were making, the more that God kept blessing us. We get like something's not right, and then we, you know, we saw something or heard something, and we're like, "Oh, I know what it is." And once we did that, I mean, we've just God just poured down His blessings. And I mean, I don't people don't understand that, but you know, the very first episode that we did was a pastor friend of mine. And he's a really good friend of mine. He's the Army vet. And he's a pastor. He does this thing with the circle. You know, people would say, well, I don't believe in God. He said, well, there's really nobody who's atheist. They're agnostic. Uh, because, you know, he made this really neat thing. It's a circle. And he says, if this represents all knowledge, past, present, and future, all knowledge of all eternity, ever learned, ever, ever thought of, and you were to put a dot inside that circle of where you're, even the smartest people in the world are, they would just put a little speck because they know that there's just this huge expanse out there that they don't know nothing about. So he, he uses that. He says, okay, so if that's possible, that's the fact, then isn't it possible that in all this area that we're, that's away from your little circle inside this huge circle, isn't there a God there that, that is possible that you just don't know him? And, uh, and of course, people like us, we, we have a relationship with the living God, a God that works in our lives daily. And uh, and I think a lot of people don't, uh, you know, people that that doubt or don't know him, man, they're missing out on the on the absolute best thing in the world. That's the best kept secret, whatever you want to call it. It's not really a secret, right? But uh, yeah, I've never felt more at peace uh, than I, I I was. I felt bad for when I first surrendered my life. I cried for days. Uh, I just. You know, when I came to the realization that it was all my sin that put him on the cross, uh, it, I mean, I wept like a baby. And, <laughs> but once I got past that and I realized that God took all that away from me, um, you know, man, if you don't have God in your life, people, I'm telling you, <laughs> nothing like no drug on this planet that will give you the high that God gives you. There's nothing that will give you the peace inside your heart. There is nothing that will, you know, I, I tell Ashley all the time, I, I told his wife and his two people I met him that I believe that their family is the hands and they're, they're literally hands and feet. It's the way the Bible talks about, you know, Isaiah talks about, that's why our coffee, the flagship coffee, Isaiah 527 is named after, you know, the relationship that I, that I started with Ashley, that I realized, man, these, this family is doing the hands and feet of Jesus down there. And so that's where I came from. Um, so you, know, you and I can go on for hours. <laughs> I was just thinking, can we go to 10 and we'll start preaching? <laughs> so, you know, you, you talk about uh, the peace that you found. The thing that I found wasn't, a, wasn't as much of a peace at first. It's, it's why on earth would he want me? All the, all the trash that my life was, you know, and, why, why would he want that? You know, and why would, you know, why does he want me in heaven? You know? And so that, that realization and, and the, the hardest part is making that first step, you know, and then, 
And then some people, I mean, everybody's different, but some people just instantly, you know, get overwhelmed and, and I'm in, why does he want me? And what, what can I do? And, and then that was sort of what we got to thinking about, you know, Jesus could heal, he could feed water to wine. He could do all those things. We can't heal obviously, but we can, we can bring a clinic out there and somebody else has donated money and we can bring that clinic and just facilitate that clinic. And all I did was move my truck out of the carport and hang white plastic where they had individual little rooms and set up some tables. And so somebody else, you know, other doctors with a talent came in and did that. And, and, you know, we've got emergency food if somebody needs it and, uh, and we can help somebody with shelter and things like that. Um, or send them to a dentist or an eye clinic and we have those contacts and stuff, but, um, you know, and we are doing some of that hands and feet, I guess, but it's, uh, and I, I, use the word missionaries being able we're able to help and see how we can change some of those lives, you know, and obviously he keeps me going every day so that we're able to do that. So, yeah, it's overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Uh, and, you know, I, I ran from God for the longest time, you know, for the biggest part of my life. But when I got divorced, I got into drugs and alcohol. And, uh, even when I, when I thought I'd walked away from that, uh, I was still pretending and I was going to church wanting my ears tickled. Uh, you know, just tell me what I want. Don't tell me that hard stuff. Don't tell me I'm going to go to hell, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, and so, uh, but yeah, he's just so amazing. So Ashley, what I've done is in the comments of this, uh, I've put the missions on smile, which is LF mission to Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, and then I put the lfmissions.org, and then I put uh, legacyfarmscoffee.com. Uh, and so these are all ways you can reach out to Ashley. Uh, he's got phone numbers for his website, and I want you that if you call one of those numbers, Ashley actually picks the phone up. <laughs> and, uh, and so be prepared for that. Uh, it's not some automated service. He's not some huge corporation. Uh, he's he's just a uh, you know he's a a soldier of Christ like like the rest of us. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna taper this thing up actually because I, I know you and I can drink coffee and and chit chat all night long about coffee and about mission work and about what God's done in our lives. But I want to thank you so much for uh, I know right for coming on. I'm ready for another one too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my my cup doesn't run over runneth over right now. Yeah, we've emptied them like that. But uh, uh, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for always taking the time. Uh, I've never, never got a voicemail from you, and if it did, I got a call back shortly. And so, uh, I I do appreciate what you're doing. You're not just building, uh, you know, buildings down there in Honduras. You're building relationships that are going to sustain for the long run, and that that's what God. I believe in my heart. That's what God wants us to do. He wants us to take care of people who can't take care of themselves. Yeah. And you guys have been an inspiration and a blessing to a lot of the guys, you know, on our farm and, um, you know, buying Santos's coffee and things like that are life changing. Anna's coffee. Um, <clears throat> it's been an inspiration to me 
to see how those guys are passing it on, how, how many people Anna, Anna's helping with the money that she's getting from this coffee and stuff like that. You know, uh, she's wanting to build a Pila for a lady that lost her husband, an older lady. And uh, she's wanting to use part of this money that she's getting to do that. And that's like a $250 thing. And so that's a, you know, that's a couple months pay. And she's wanting to do that with the blessing that she's getting. And so, no, it's, uh, I've really enjoyed watching you, your company grow and the things that you guys are doing. Uh, it's been an inspiration to us as well. Well, I hope that we can continue to support uh, every bag of ice uh, for the people that don't know. Every bag of ice that we sell, uh, a dollar goes to LF Missions, to Ashley's uh, uh, charity, five of the, the, what do you call it, one profit that he had to help. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, another dollar goes to a local outfit called um, uh, Marine Corps Outdoors. And they take our wounded veterans that come off the battlefield with missing arms and missing legs and things like that and other injuries, brain injuries. Uh, and they take them hunting all over the world. Uh, and I'm a little jealous because I think a couple of years ago, they went to New Zealand and hunted there. And uh, my daughter lives there and we haven't been there in a while. And so uh, one of the other things and I really want to go down there and visit and meet these, these people, but she's going to have to go to New Zealand before we go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't see maybe pretty soon. It's going to be really bad. Uh, <laughs> but uh, we definitely want to plan that, you know, and and uh, and just just to go see, you know, the, the things that you're doing down there. And I can't tell you how amazing coffee is. You know, I used to joke around about coffee when I first started that I had the best coffee in Texas. Uh, <laughs> and the more I <laughs> my coffee's big. And so I started talking about having the best coffee anywhere. And then, uh, you know, the more I learned from Ashley and the more that I roasted and perfected my my flavor, I realized that, well, you know, probably next to Ashley, but we have the best coffee this side of heaven. <laughs> that's where we're at. Go any higher. I got to stop there. But, but uh, we're really happy to have been doing business with you. I mean, I, uh, all our coffees derive from yours except for the strong and courageous. Uh, and that's because my wife loves that. It's an African blend and she loves it. And so she's going to continue to get it because she's mulling. You know? There you yeah. go. <laughs> Everybody's happy. And so, uh, again, I, I can't thank you enough for everything that you've done. I'm going to have you back on the show, I know. Uh, and we'll pick a topic to talk about next time. Maybe we can do an online cupping class or something uh, for people that don't know. Because one of the That'd things I really yeah. Is that when you tell somebody that you have specialty coffee, they're like, well, I, don't know, I can go to Starbucks and get it cheaper. I can go to H-E-B and get it cheaper or whatever. Yeah, you, you can get cheaper coffee anywhere you go, but it's not going to be high quality coffee. And that's one of the things that people are learning about my coffee is that it's not $4 H-E-B coffee or supermarket coffee. And, uh, you know, it's a really solid cup of coffee. And, and so... You know, part of the, the process is educating people. And uh, and I know that we can do that and, and succeed. And God's just going to keep doing it for us, really. So, anyway, man, I love you, brother. I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I love what you're doing. And Connie and I, you know, she already asked me, like, when are we selling everything, moving to Honduras, picking it up? <laughs> coffee? And I go, well, you never know. You never know, man. <laughs> well, man, thanks for having me on. It's it's always a joy to talk to you guys. 
and uh, the next time we'll have to come to your house. You've been here twice. So <laughs> you are more than time. So hopefully we'll have our shop set up the second week of January, and and uh, we'll be we'll be at business. So really excited. Good deal. All right, brother. Take care of yourself. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. Hang on for a second. I'm going to drop you back down in the green room. And I'll, close sure. and I'll come back in just a second. Okay. Hey, guys. I uh, appreciate it. I'm sorry we went over an hour. Uh, but Ashley is just uh, such an amazing individual. Uh, and uh, the work that him and his family are doing in Honduras for people that have no means to do things for themselves uh, is a complete God thing. Um, again, it's 8 o'clock. So you have about four hours. I've got five gift packs left. Uh, if you order them before midnight or even one or two o'clock in the morning, because I'll be working all night probably, uh, I can get them to you before Christmas. Again, they're $50 plus $8 shipping. Uh, and part of that money goes to Ashley and part of it goes to another charity. And then we keep a little bit of it. So uh, God bless you. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love and respect. Pray for our country, pray for our leaders, pray for our churches, pray for one another. I love y'all. Till next Friday, God Country Coffee. God bless. <laughs>